You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Making Waves Hey, welcome everybody. This is Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast. We are part of the Sound Talent Media family and the Evergreen Podcast family. And uh, we are here today. This is Al McManus. I'm sitting in for our lovely and talented host, Justin Press, who is currently sailing the open waters where his hair flows freely. Uh, alongside me here is my north, my south, my east, my west, my working week and my Sunday rest. Ladies and gentlemen, the lovely and the talented Chad Nicefield. Chad, I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. Thanks for the intro. And you are so welcome. I ripped that off of four weddings and a funeral just for you. I know. I, I knew it verbatim too. You spoke it. Oh, yeah. yeah. You were, I saw your lips moving with mine. It was magical. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, tonight I'm making ways. We have uh, Mikey from Islander, whose uh, new album is called It's Not, Being, it's Not Easy Being Human. Then that album is coming out on April 1st on Better Noise Records. The album features guest appearances from Korn, P.O.D., Elvis Presley, Living Sacrifice, Hyrule the Hero, Lacey Sturm, <laughs> Fire from the Gods, uh, I Prevail, Under Oath, um, Tom Petty, uh, Richard Nixon, uh, Dave, uh, Dave Mustaine. Some of these I'm making up, obviously. And Coolier, Coolier, right? Coolier, Coolier, and Coolio. But honestly, like this thing's got everybody on it, and we'll dive into that and, and get. Some, I'm sure we'll get some yeah. cool stories about how that all came together. They are uh, currently on tour with Attila and are coming at us live from the lovely, the windblown Joliet, Illinois. Is it still in Illinois? It's still in Illinois. It's, right it's on. Well, well, welcome, welcome, Mikey. Thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for having me, man. We um, we respect you guys and love you guys, and it's an honor. So, I know how difficult it can be when you're out there on the road, taking time away from, to do this. Specifically, when you're in like shoddy situations, green rooms, back rooms, is there Wi-Fi? So yeah. it, it's extra special for us when this this moment like happens, when we can connect, when you're actually doing the business. So thank you yeah. again, uh, dude. Guys, my pleasure. So, so Mikey, you're uh, backstage. You're going to go on stage here in what, an hour and a half, maybe two hours or yep. so? Something like what, that. What does your personal ritual look like other than a tall glass of drinking water? What do you do to get, prim- <laughs> what do you get, what do you do to get primed up? Um, usually I go and I, I change all my, I change into all my show clothes, all my stinky show clothes. And I take, um, I take a, I take one little hit. And I, when I say a little hit, I'm saying like that much, <laughs> like a shot of whiskey to open up my throat. Cause it, it always kind of opens up my throat and gets me, you know, my blood kind of flowing. I don't, I'm, again, like I'm not taking like an actual shot. It's like med- medical quality, medical volume, right, whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. Quantity, then, a medical quantity of, med- le- medical of, of a legal beverage. Yes. And then, um, 
what I do is uh, I start doing my warm ups. Well, no, first I paint my face, as you can see. Yes. Um, I I started doing that because uh, all my favorite wrestlers growing up. I mean, I'm really into pro wrestling, and all my favorite wrestlers they always painted their faces like Ultimate Warrior and Sting. And finally, uh, several years ago, I became really really good friends with Sting, the wrestler, and he taught me how to paint my face and he taught me what to use and how to do it correctly. And, um, yeah, I, I just wanted to in, implement that into what we're doing as a band. And, um, so yeah, I paint my face. It's kind of like putting on war paint almost like soon as this is on, I feel like I'm ready to play a show. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And then I do my warm ups. Jacoby from Papa Roach. He, uh, when we toured with them a few years ago, he taught me how to not blow my voice out by doing warm-ups. So I went and got some voice lessons and I do warm-ups all the time now. So what uh what what do those warm-ups mean? Is it just like running scales? Is it like throw like because you know my I I've been around a lot of singers and everybody's kind of got their own their own way. What's the what's the trick for you to get you properly warmed up? For me, I do three sessions of this uh lip roll. It's like and I can, I just do that and it's got all these other, you know, I hit all these different keys and pitches or whatever. And like, and then like after I do it three times, I don't know, three times, like the magic number, it makes me feel like I'm ready to play. I think, I think at this point it's just all in my head. <laughs> like I'm just, Yeah. I'm like but, routine. Yeah. But so. you know what? Tried going out on, on the stage and doing it one night without that. And then prove to yourself. It's probably not in your head. It's probably a, no. a wise thing to totally. do. There's been times where my throat's been like sore, and I'll do that, and next thing I know, I'm able to hit you know better notes and stuff, even from that. So it is, it does work. There's something to it. Yeah, for sure. This is a Melissa Cross uh, lip trill. Lip trills is what I is what I think. Is that the same thing? Is it like yes? We almost start with a static note, yeah. and then you start to introduce the scale. Right, and um, yeah. yeah. I've watched like some of her DVDs and stuff and like, she's so good. She explains everything so well. Yeah. She does a really good job of the mechanics of what you're, what you're doing in real time. So you understand why it's important. It's great. Yep. Do the, uh, the band, what do the band guys do? They jump, they jump and, and, uh, jumping jacks or what do they do? What's the, what's the story with them? (laughs) Usually they, um, we're kind of like a calm band off stage. Like we, when we get on stage, we kind of let loose. So I think beforehand, it's kind of like almost scary calm. People see us and they're like, you know, like, are you guys going to get pumped up? Cause I, I've never been the kind of person that likes when people come up and go, are you ready to rock? And like me be like, I can't be like, yeah, I'm ready to rock. I have to kind of like put myself in this mindset of like, okay, like what I'm about to do is probably going to be super dangerous. So I need to kind of really make sure that I'm, I don't know. I, I don't think about it too hard before I do it, or I'm not going to want to do it. Cause I, I like climb on top of speakers and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gets kind of crazy sometimes. And that that's probably a good reason to only do a tiny little medicinal shot of alcohol before the gig and not, <laughs> and not the half a bottle of pills yeah. and vodka and all the other bad shit. that. Can no, I don't, I, I don't, yeah, I don't do any of that. None of us do any of that, but um, yeah, we just, we're so calm. Like, we're the kind of band that the craziest thing we do, like I said, like we'll, we'll be like, man, I think I, I think I ate too late. I'm going to get heartburn or something like, <laughs> yeah. not, like we just don't pretend to do the whole like rock and roll rock star thing. Like we're not, we're not like that. We, I, I've got a wife at home and a dog and um, I like playing Nintendo and watching Disney movies when I'm on the road. So that's kind of, 
kind of what I do. And then on stage, that's where I let loose and do all the flips into the crowd and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, so awesome. At least somebody can remember. So you're not doing it beforehand, break your leg skateboarding or something like that, and no one saw it. But if you do it in front of a room full of people, they're like, dude, this is fucking BA out there. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Breaking bones. Yeah. <laughs> Make exactly. it worth it if you're going to do it. <laughs> It'll be like a cool story, like where there's pictures and stuff, instead of me being like, "Oh, like I broke my toe." Like, yeah, I don't know. that's how you get fired from a job. It's like, no, you didn't. You're you're late. You're you're fired. <laughs> broke your leg skateboarding by yourself. Very likely story. Um, I had a question real quick in that whole realm of things, if you don't mind. Since you're yeah. out on tour with, I mean, for instance, my old band Wilson toured with He Is Legend and Attila. Right, that's was on the tour with you guys. Yeah, yeah. How does that feel? Is this your first tour? I should probably bring this back. Is this your first tour since like full opening, you know, after the pandemic? Or is this like um we did we did like a a run in September 2021 just to kind of get our feet wet and see what it was like out there. And um, but this is our first full blown like, you know, we're dropping an album, we're doing, you know, we brought the backdrop back out and like yeah. we're you know like being a band like we just did the other one just because we were like let's go see what it's like out there and um just kind of try to remember what it's like to hold an instrument because we haven't like done that in a long time like on stage we've done it at home but different on stage so so then that brings me to the that's perfect my question was is is that muscle memory then because now you're in the rigmarole of every day right even though this the landscape changes including what variables are with people and all of that but you guys are still doing the same thing in the confines of that landscape, does muscle memory kind of like immediately kick in or are there other places that you're finding yourself like, uh, Oh shit. Yeah. We forgot to get that bin, you know, the, Oh, we, should, we didn't get merch bins, you know, or whatever. Just the smallest thing. I'd love to hear how it's going on, how it's going on. Yeah. There, I, guess. Um, I think for us, I know that, you know, going back to September where we first started doing it again, it was, uh, it was weird to even put in like my in-ear monitors. Like that felt weird because they had just been sitting there for two and a half years or whatever. And putting those in and changing out all the batteries in our, in our pack, <laughs> like changing strings on guitars and stuff, like all, all of that stuff had to be done. And that did feel very foreign. Um, but we've been on this tour, I want to say like two weeks. And um, it's it's all starting to feel very normal and natural again. Like we had a van breakdown already. Natural, and, <laughs> normal and natural. Yeah. Normal, natural. Speaking of which, yeah, it's true that 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 feels very. Um, it's not unfamiliar to me to to go through that. Like this time, I didn't even really freak out. Like usually, I'm like, what are we going to do? This time, I was like, all right, just let me think for a second. <laughs> like, so here we are, though. We're we're still at the shows, so. Are you the problem solver? Do I, are you are you like the tour dad when you're out there with the band? Are you? No, no. Um, I'd say for me, I'm the I'm the guy that's always on my phone coming up with like ideas for press or like even with you guys. I messaged you guys and I was like, hey, like we have mm-hmm. a record coming out. Like I, I know that we're on a label. We're on a label that has taken really good care of us so far, and it's been great. And um, I've just never been one of the people that sits around and waits for somebody else to do it. I, I feel kind of like, you know, this is our band. This is our baby. Like I, I don't have to wait for somebody to, to, you know, go tell somebody about our band. Like we've always had that punk rock mentality. So we've just never lost that. So I'm just like, Oh, like we have to go tell people about our band. So let's, let's go do that. And, you know, so I think that's, I am in the band coming up with like 
you know, ideas as far as like art direction with my brother a lot. He's the bass player and we're kind of like the guys that are super interested in like the art direction and all that kind of stuff. And then our guitar player, Eric, he's the very technical, like, Hey, I'm going to make sure all of our gear is working on stage tonight kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have all those dynamics. I don't, I don't think we could do this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that was the first thing I was thinking about. I was like, what do those roles look like? Cause every, in every band, whether they realize it or not, they're the members have like, should at least be should. contributing to that should. whole. Yeah. 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 And if, you know, and if you find yourself in a situation, well, that's another story for another time. It but is. When you're, <laughs> yeah, when you're in a situation out there on the road, you're, um, you know, you're like a, like a crew, not even a crew. A crew is a way yeah. different. You're an situation. army. You're an army. Like, man. Yeah. You're, you're an army. And like beyond your, your actual crew members that are helping you, you know, in that fight towards the, you know, uh, the good life yeah. or whatever it is, uh, right. you still have to take care of your responsibilities to make sure that your the brothers and sisters around you can do their job inside of that. So I was just wondering if there, what that feels like. I know so many times I could think in my head, I'm like, oh, I would have forgot the merch bands, you know, or whatever, yeah. <laughs> whatever it may or may not have been, you know? Yeah, no, we, we didn't actually. We, we have the one merch bin on this one, but like we're back to like, you know, some of the cardboard box kind of things like where we picked them up and like we just haven't even thought to like get rid of those yet. And like we're like, don't put them down too hard or they'll break or whatever. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're <Waters>. always bad. That's <laughs> <laughs> the tape job, man. Yeah. So, so, Mike, you, you talked about something interesting kind of along these lines where, you know, you got to go out there and you feel like, you know, you got a label that helps you out. Um, but there's also the band's got to work at it too. Right. I mean, I think that's been like in, in my career in artist management, um, and now with, uh, with, you know, putting together ship rocked, it's the, you, you see those things. It's like the bands that are successful and can carry on and continue and continue to create art or, you know, art, um, on the, kind of on their terms are the, are the bands that go out and, and do and go the extra mile. I mean, I had a lot of clients over the years that would they come in and, and chat. I, I, I sound like an idiot when I say this, but it's totally true. It's like, you know what? There's no destination here, boys. Like there is no destination. There is simply a set of stairs in front of us that we need to climb. Like just because you get your record dealer, just because you get your first publishing deal, you get your agent or you find a great lawyer. It's like, good for you. There's still stairs right in front of you that you have to keep climbing. Right. Absolutely. So I, think it's I think it's totally healthy and, and good for you guys that you don't have that kind of spirit of somebody else is going to take care of it because they won't. And that has nothing to do with whether they're competent or good or believe in you. It's just that it, that's not how it works. You got to work as hard, right? You got to work as hard as a record label. And me as a, as a manager for a long time, I got to work with clients who are willing to work as hard as I am. Right. Absolutely. So you, it Dude, sounds like, yeah, it sounds like you guys got the right plan and the right mindset. To you, attack. you hit the net ahead with it like you know we, we've never looked at it kind of like oh man we're signed like somebody's gonna take care of us because you know we we've learned that's just not the case i feel like you know the label they start moving their feet when they start seeing us move ours that's the mm -hmm. that's the kind of what i've always learned at least um like our most recent music video we shot and directed it um mm -hmm. shot it on my iphone edited it on my phone it's got hr from bad brains in it and we just dropped that and yeah like just stuff like that, or even like, you know, reaching out to the people we've met over the years at radio. Like we built our own relationships with these people. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't like everything to always seem so businessy and fake or whatever. It's like, well, I've built like real relationships with these people. I can send them our music even before it comes out. And just be like, Hey, like, why don't you check it out? Right. <laughs> Except for us. We didn't, we didn't get it, but it's cool. I mean, <laughs> 
you know, we're just, we're just getting, you know, we're working, th- we're working through things. You know, we had that incident in the bathroom that Chad, you know, where Chad, he, it was inappropriate. Let's be honest, Chad. I'm and you're sorry. willing, and you're willing to admit that. Yeah. Right. The biggest thing about making changes is understanding where uh, the road was. was That's broken. right. The road, the rose between two thorns. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, so, it's, I, yeah. So I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. But it, no, yeah, no, I mean, you're, it's, it's, you're no, fine. It's, but it's hell. It's totally healthy, man. And you got. I, I feel like it's um, it's that's a really cool thing that you guys understand and are are willing to do. And and good for you. Good for you guys. Yeah, dude, definitely. I wanted to talk well, about that video. I want to ask Chad about oh. his dog. Like I just saw your dog. <laughs> oh shit! It's always about Carl. Here we go. It is like uh, yeah. His name is Carl, and he Carl has a new toy that I thought you could handle. Waiting at least an hour for me to play with, and this Carl. is Carl. And Carl, Carl is not interested in what I'm doing. He just wants oh ever, ever, So he basically took the he basically took the place of whatever female companionship you would have in your life. Yeah, also exactly. not also not interested in anything you have going on. Do you have a dog, Mikey? Yes, <laughs> I do. I have two dogs. I have a dog named Charlie, who is a long haired Chihuahua. He's like 17 years old, and I have a little Chihuahua. Lucas and he's he's like he's a little bit like he's obsessed with me and my so like he's totally cool with us but I don't know like he's I miss him a lot right now so yeah yeah I, I don't know if I would be yeah that's the, that's the biggest thing that I, even on the ship I think it was crying to Al or somebody I was like it wasn't you Al because I remember that no you like, wouldn't have you would know better to you yeah. you would know better than to cry to me about missing your dog miss Carl <laughs> it was the only time that I've, I had ever been away from him since I got him so I'm like Listen, in the shower one day like it was that was stupid that was that the moment <laughs> that was what I was talking about the inappropriate moment yeah and we hugged, we held each other and you wept in my arms my my warm loving arms and he was wet too <laughs> yeah uh, so uh, so the skateboard flowers video that you shot you said you shot it on your cell phone and edited it yourself on the iphone yeah we um we had just that tour in september that i was talking about and uh we were like let's shoot like a video or whatever so we we took a white sheet and we put it up in the basement and we just put flashlight and our sound guy seth he held the flashlight behind us and we just filmed all these silhouettes of us performing the song and then uh my friend james he actually did the hr documentary finding joseph i Mm-hmm. And uh, he had some leftover footage from shooting that documentary. And he was like, dude, let me send you this footage of HR to throw in the video. So, you know, he, he heard the song and thought it was sick and stuff. So it just worked out perfectly. So I, I took that and threw it in my laptop and threw all the footage together and threw it over to the label. And they were like, cool, let's put it out. So, yeah, punk rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's awesome. And it again, looks, I mean to be honest, I just watched it right before we went on. I was like, oh, you were like you did it. And cell phones like I didn't. I don't. I have to rewatch it now, knowing that. But yeah. it was like shit. It was. Yeah, you wouldn't know, was, right? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, thank that's you. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. So, um, I'm interested in hearing about. Okay, so the new record's coming out. It's called "It's Not Easy Being Human," which sounds like a completely appropriate name um, for everything, <laughs> everywhere, always, right? Because um, it certainly isn't. Um, <laughs> So let's, and there's a single, a new single coming, right? Um, what, uh, March 30th, which is, is that today? Is that today? It's tomorrow that it comes um, out. March, March 31st. 31st, yeah. sorry. Okay, so good. I didn't miss it. And that song is called Skin Crawl, and that's featuring uh, Brian Head Welch from Corn. Is that right? And if, don't, don't, correct, 
Sorry, I was going to say Bruce Fitzgerald Bruce, from yeah. Bruce Fitzhugh. And Dan of Zale. Which is crazy to me that all those names are on that one song, yeah. like you know when <laughs> talking about. It. Yeah. Dude, I'm so glad you know you know about them because it's um it was an honor for us. Those are every all three of them are legends. And um yeah, so we got Brian to play guitar on the track, and uh Dan and Bruce came in on guest vocals. So it's just it's like a rap album. Like there's 10 guest artists on the whole record. Um we just brought in a bunch of our friends and said, let's just have fun and write a bunch of songs together. And uh, yeah, we, we wanted to support each other. I feel like a lot of times in, you know, the hip hop world, we see artists kind of support each other in that way. And we just wanted to bring that culture into rock and roll. And instead of trying to one up each other all the time, we're like, let's lean on each other and show people like what it's like to support one another and not try to, you know, use them as a stepping stone or, try to get ahead of them by getting on the bigger tour or whatever. It's just like, and I, I know that it's like, you know, people could say, Oh, you guys got guest appearances just for clout. And it's like, no, we, we, these are our friends. And some of these, some of these guest artists, they're, they're old school, man. A lot of these kids aren't going to know who they are. So I feel mm-hmm. like we want to service by introducing some of these, uh, these old, you know, legendary bands, as far as like, you know, legacy acts and stuff that are still doing stuff, still, still doing innovative stuff like Zayo and living sacrifice still do stuff. And, um, I just think it's awesome that they're on a track with like us and corn. So dude, I can't tell you how much I've, uh, of what you said, I agree with and subscribe to those ethos myself. And the idea of what you're doing by putting people in a track is not about clout gaining. It's about clout togetherness. And what they, they actually, in, in a sense, someone like an HR, right. You know, people of our, in our world, we know who that is, but the kids that might be listening right. to Islander have no fucking clue who that is is and you're doing them right. a service just as much as they are doing you a service so it's actually again clout gathering to you know and that's even a bad way to even describe it but i think if i was gonna i come from that world i was in a a, a christian screamo band years and years ago uh, everybody in the band was straight up devout christians except for me so it was always odd uh and they <laughs> we toured with like bands i played with all of these bands quarterstone back yeah, in the year yeah. old so when i saw that i was like oh shit this dude must have some roots in that area especially when he comes to, to living sacrifice and bruce and the guys like zayo maybe you could you would hear that name and remember it but that was a hard pull from a very specific area so i was going to ask you do did you grow up in that yeah. culture or what's this what's the well, you know what's the homage for you yeah. so like my brother he's he's seven years or six and a half years older than me and so he was kind of finding these bands and i would hear him coming out of his bedroom and stuff and it would be like crazy because I don't look at any of it like, oh man, like I was from this Christian scene or a non-Christian scene or anything like that. It's just, we had these certain clubs in town that were bringing in these bands. And at the time we, we called them underground bands. Like, I don't, you don't hear that word a lot anymore. Like underground, you just kind of say like, oh, is this band, you know, had their big break yet or whatever. But like back then it was kind of like the band could be big, but big in the underground. And I feel like a lot of the bands we were going to see like Zayo and living sacrifice and stuff like that. Um, even POD at the time, POD was kind of on the come up and we saw them at like a $2 show one time and, um, you know, go down the road a few years. And next thing you know, they're like this multi-platinum, you know, band. And I just, I don't know. I love, I love knowing that, um, the bands that we're into, like, as far as like, the bands that 
we try to promote ourselves and stuff, they've always been hustle bands, you know, like POD and some of these people, like people see them on MTV in the nineties and the two thousands. And they think, Oh, like they never had to work for anything. Like, no, they, they worked and worked and worked. And uh, we, we just, we want to be one of those kind of bands that grinds, you know, we've heard the statement, you know, we don't want to take elevators. We want to take the steps up because that's mm-hmm. kind of what we want to do. want to be able to earn it. And yeah, that's, we just, it's just about respect. We, we, we just respect those artists so much. We wanted to bring them in and say, you know, it's an honor for us. And it's so cool. And we, we nerd out thinking like these people are going to be on our music. So yeah, I grew up, you know, knowing about some of the Christian bands, but in no way, shape or form was it about having to listen to them. It was just, you know, this band's sick. And like, I would be like, Oh, I like Deftones. I like Converge. I like Living Sacrifice and Zayo. I'd never lumped them up in their own, you know, separate thing. It was just cool bands. Yeah. You just like what you like. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't keep, I could go on for out for hours about all of that stuff. But seemingly we probably uh, fall in the same yeah. space, but I don't want to Bogart there. Uh, my bad Al. No, not at all. No, it's all, that's all good. You're, you're still Ooh. learning. How, you're still learning how to do this, man. It's episode 80. You know, you've I'm been sorry. there. You've been there for most of them. I'm, I'm kind of the new guy, and I don't <laughs> oh, know yeah, why that's... I'm having to carry the weight here, Chad. Okay, my bad. I need a, I need a raise or a promotion. <laughs> so this song, <laughs> it comes, it comes. So anyway, tomorrow, back to right? the song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, let's <laughs> talk about the song. Are you so, yeah, we have, song, we have a song coming out tomorrow. I'm so stoked. We haven't put a new record out in six years. We've dropped some singles every so often, you know, to kind of keep people's attention because. You know, during that time, we've been on tour with Corn and and Baby Metal and Stone Sour and stuff. And we we were like, how come we're touring and doing all these big tours without like a new record or anything? So we were like, we got to put like singles out. So five of the songs that are on the new record, they've already released prior. But there's 12 other songs that no one's heard yet. Um, well, besides Skateboard Flowers, people heard that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole new album, 17 songs. Um, we wanted to do that for our fans because it's been so long and, uh, there's no interludes or anything like that. So they're not getting like gypped. It's just a bunch of songs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're, we're super stoked. Uh, we're going to try to go to Disneyland on this tour just to celebrate how stoked we are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So can we do it now? You just won the Super Bowl. Where are you going next? And you're going to be like, I'm going to Disneyland. I'm going to Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, someone in the band's got to have the protective hearing on, like the kids in the Super Bowl. So no, you know the screaming. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Super Bowl winners, and I don't know why. Um, so you and your brother are in the band. Yeah. Um, how did he's? I mean, the, six years right now, six years age difference isn't a lot, right? Right now, right? Yeah. But when when one is six and one is twelve, or one is twelve and one is eighteen, it's huge, right? How did that dynamic work out? And where did it, where did it start? And was he, was he like the influence on you and where did it, where did this whole thing start? Um, he was definitely, definitely the influence on me. He was going to, you know, all these shows and he was, he was kind of, um, again, I was hearing all this music come out of his bedroom, out of his boombox, And I wasn't really ready for it at first. And, uh, again, I was saying I was into pro wrestling while I was collecting like action figures all the time. And one night, I was sitting in the dining room. I was 13 years old. I know that's probably too old for some people to be playing with toys, but I had all my wrestling things. <laughs> and my, my brother comes over and said, 
dude, you're getting too old for this. You've got to go to like a show. Well, the last time he had taken me to a show, I saw a band called 90 Pound List and MXPX. And I was in the fifth grade and I was terrified. It was, my brain was not ready for that. <laughs> and then he told me, he was like, you've got to come to this show with me tonight. Um, it was at a small club, like 200 kids showed up and it was Guano Apes and POD. And I guess there was just something about the 13 year old angst that was inside of me that was like, Oh, this is what I needed. And people were doing flips off the stage and it was crazy. And ever since that moment, I was like, Oh man, I'm in love with music. And then I, I found this band called Ludacris, um, not to be confused with the rapper out of Atlanta, but they were a band called Ludacris, which later changed their name to Norma Jean, which uh, the original lead singer, Josh Scoggin, he's in the band 68 now, which Chip Rockers will know. And uh, I went and saw his band play at this gymnasium at a church. And he was like hanging upside down from the basketball goal. He like did a flip into the drum kit and blew fire or something like literally. And <laughs> at that moment, I was like, all right, like, this is what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to I want to do this with my life. I had no clue how to do it i was just like that's what i'm gonna do so it's funny now because i'm friends with like all these guys and whenever i tell these stories it's it's nerdy because you know i'm a fan but i'm a friend so we call it fran that's what we are i'm like i'm your fran so <laughs> in the south that sounds pretty good right south of the mason dixon you can't <laughs> hey. tell the difference man he's a good friend of mine yeah hey, it sounds good friend of mine <laughs> it sounds like these two worlds have been have now intersected and collided in your mind at this moment like yeah. you're like wait a second so i saw mxpx and yeah. that was three dudes that probably at the time, three dudes standing there playing the guitar. There's some energy from the crowd, but I never seen the band do wrestling type sort of stuff. Essentially. Right. I didn't know that was possible. So right. I would assume your, your mind was like, brother loves this. I like the music, but this, what's going on here is making me love the music even more because it's yeah. my youth is. There was just something about that. I was just like, I, no, I, I didn't know that existed and um when, when i found that i came home and my whole world had changed and i annoyed my brother so bad after that because i was you know trying to band and do this and that and then we both ended up in separate band being like hey like let's make some music together like i know it's funny but i guess he was a little older than me so you know we had different friends and um but now you know it doesn't feel like an age difference so mm -hmm. Yeah, it gets closer the older you get, right? It doesn't seem like there's, yeah. but there's a there's a big it's a big gap. But you know what? And that kind of tells you why you have a little bit more of an older soul when it comes to music. And you're probably for your age, you're probably more familiar with that slightly older music. I yeah. mean, for me, I know I had an older brother like that too, and it was like he was bringing home Rush albums, like the full vinyl, the whole thing, and yeah. he would bring them home, and I I would just stare at him for like hours and hours and spin the record you know and i wouldn't have been exposed to that because that was kind of it was just that much more it was just that much older than me right i was right. you know whatever the hell yeah. I, whatever the hell i was yeah. listening to was not bands you know i definitely know about some bands and music i probably would have never you know had the opportunity to know about unless i had an older brother so i'm, I'm grateful though because i don't know i'm glad i know about those bands but sometimes it feels like a curse because i i miss that aspect of music kind of just like finding music you know at a record store and being like i'm gonna buy this and see what it sounds like and then you fall in love with it and now i can just go on youtube and 
I don't, I don't have to sit with it and live with it and feel like, oh, I purchased this album, so I'm going to learn to love it. Now, mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, you know, we listen to 10 seconds of a song and we think we like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's funny that you mentioned that. I was just thinking about this the other day. Uh, what I've found myself doing is I, how do I say it? I'm like, I like fanboy out on stuff. And it started during the last two years where I became like a real uh, engulfed, not even just music. Like I'm into YouTubers specific, like specific when, and it's the same thing at first I'm going through all these channels, but then I find something that like hits me. Right. And I'm like, Oh, this is interesting. And then the mm-hmm. way that their, their humor wraps into the, the storytelling, whatever it is. And then I'd be, I fucking purchase their merch. Like I go out and I like get to their website and I go buy some dude that's talking about how stupid people who believe in conspiracy theories are. And then I wear that thing that nobody else knows about. <laughs> Somebody in the public will see it and be like, oh, that's what fucking what, you know, uh, that's a, uh, they're like, uh, birds aren't real this? or whatever and i'm like yeah you know and then it's the same feeling as when i was a kid going to school with like a, a zeo shirt on all right or you know mm-hmm. and being like commiserating with my friends and i don't know man all i right. think that there's something to, that there's a plus and a negative to the idea of like i miss buying a record sitting on the toilet and looking at all the notes and figuring out what bands they like so i can go check out other music yeah. but this the feeling for me and that me Correct me if I'm wrong, maybe guessing how you feel, is it still exists. And it's just as as tempered as it was before. It's just a little harder to find the cream of the crop because you have the tool to move on. You don't have to be um, committed. I think Islander does a really good job at finding committed fans. That's what I was where I was going with it all. Because it is the truth. I've been on the road, you know, and I've I've seen it. I've talked to people. The the Shiprockers are a perfect example of it. You know, they are the idea of a committed fan that is sifted through Dude, bullshit. They, they family and they follow wherever and they they want to just support you. And we feel that same way back to them. We want to support them. And it's like, you know, it goes beyond the music. We talk about real situations and things going on at home and all that kind of stuff. And that's the thing I love about music. It's not, it's not so much the songs or whatever that are just whatever. It's, it's the connection that we can make through that. And hey, real quick, speaking of my brother that taught me everything, there Uh-oh. he is. Uh-oh. What's up, man? What's How's up? it going? How are things in, in sunny Joliet? What's that? How are things in sunny, sunny Joliet, Illinois? It's actually rainy here. Yeah, I know. I was trying to be an optimist. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, too late. No, but yeah, well, hey, it's just hey. raining. decided to play the show tonight. That's awesome. We are we are presently live on Facebook, and I wanted to say uh, to uh, all of our guests who are tuning in right now, hello, welcome. Clearly, it's Mikey here from Islander and his and his bass playing whip ass brother. Uh, back, they're actually coming to us live backstage. Uh, the Forge is it tonight? Is that what we said? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yo, super cool to have you guys. I know our guests are uh, ch- tuning in and checking you guys out. Um, new album, April first with everybody under the sun contributing musically. And then we also have a new single tomorrow. So this is like bang, bang stuff going on right now. Right. A lot of, so first of all, thank you for spending the time with us. Cause I know you guys are busy going on a, going to play a show. Uh, but let's uh, we're, we'll, we'll incorporate our Shiprock guests here who are viewing and uh, give them a shout out. Good evening, everyone. Um, so since we do have a little bit of a captive audience here with our with our Shiprock family, and we you just broached the subject, you brought it up. Um, let's talk about Shiprock. So uh, you've been on tw- tw- Islanders been on twice. 
Is that right? Correct. Yep. Yes. Um, now, everybody's yep. got their favorite Shiprock story. Might <clears throat> you have one queued up and ready for us? Oh, man. Um, I would say the two that kind of come to mind, first of all, are uh, the first year that we were on Shiprock. We were in Mexico and we rented golf carts. And I remember we went to the beach and we ate these pineapple pork tacos on this beautiful, beautiful, just, uh, yeah, it was in somebody's backyard. Almost. Like we went and kind of like to the hood. Like, I don't know if we should have done that, but like, it was beautiful. And it, the culture over there was just awesome. And they were chopping up coconuts for us to drink. And uh, we just rode around those golf carts having a good time. And then the other one is uh, when I performed last resort with Papa Roach mm-hmm. um, the next year, I guess. Um, that that was magical because me and Jacoby, we're, we're good friends and it's always fun to do stuff with them. But it, it was just something you know special about being out in the middle of the ocean with all the Ship Rock family and performing that song with them. And, you know, just thinking about to seeing them on MTV as a kid and stuff and be like, man, this is crazy. Like my life is bananas right now. Yeah. Also, I ate a bunch of steaks. I ate like three or four steaks in one sitting, and it upset my. It was it was worth it. And, 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 and I didn't move my Up bowels there. for a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the worst week of my life when we got home. But are you are you prone to do this? Because this just hit me out of left field. And I, I are you prone yeah. to do this, or were you were you have an iron deficiency, or what was going on? Um, no, I just, I just like food a lot. <laughs> He's like, how much are the steaks? Uh, <laughs> they can't, you know, like they're free. Yeah. I was like, I'll take another one. So next thing you know, I'm like on number three or four. And my wife looks at me and she's just like, all right, you're cut off. So like yeah. while most people are like worried about drinking too much. I'm over here. Just like, I got to cut back on these steaks. <laughs> You're lucky your wife was there. Jeez, how many do you think you could have eaten? Were you done after four? Or were you like, I got room for another one or two of these delicious boys? <laughs> I had four steaks. I don't like. She always calls me a goldfish. Like, they're gonna eat until they die, and like I feel like that's how you know I am. Like I, I just like food so much that I, it's like you know it's like art, art that you can eat. And when they keep bringing out steaks and they're like it's free, I'm like. When else am I going to have like a bunch of free steaks sitting in front of me? Let's You're see. right. It's good. <laughs> Only on ship road. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. We, uh, Alan, Alan and I just did a cruise a couple of weeks ago. Just as like a little site visit, you know, checking out ships and same thing, man. It's like you go on, you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to do really well. I'm going to do this. And it's like, I, I try, and I'm trying to cut back on some foods. And it's like, I, I smash those foods, man. Like there's just no, I'm going to lose 10 pounds before I go on this cruise, the vacation. Then you yeah, get it, yeah. And then you get back and like, Oh wait, uh, somehow I'm up 20. So how did this work <laughs> out? Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I have a question uh, before we move into, uh, I think probably one of the segments, if I'm, if I'm incorrect, let me know, Al, but I have a question specifically about the new record and more or less, uh, about your, when, when does it come out? Uh, when did you record it first? When does it come out? And then if you don't mind, could you ask, could you tell us about what that process was like for this record for you guys? Oh man, it was a nightmare. Uh, so it comes out. Takes <laughs> <Jake's> and <laughs> nightmares, dude. This is the best yeah. episode yet. Takes and nightmares. <laughs> new band, new band name. 
<laughs> Stakes and nightmares. I think they're opening the show tonight in Joliet. Yeah. <laughs> nightmares, dude. That'll be our next EP. Nice. Um, so we it comes out April 1st. We uh we used to be on Victory Records and you know the old story with Victory or whatever. Like they're you know, so yeah. we got off Victory and we recorded a record independently, like we paid for it and everything. And the next thing you know, um, a label called Outer Loop came along and they said, Hey, we really like your record. We want to put the record out. So we were like, Okay, cool. Like we'll we'll sign that and get like the advance or whatever. And like it's not like anything crazy. It was just a one album distribution deal. It was going to be great. And so we signed that. They purchased the album. We put out two singles and then Better Noise. They ended up hearing the record and they were like, oh, we like the record. We're going to put it out. So they purchased it off of them. So now it's, you know, it's gone from independent to another label to a, to another label. And Better Noise said, hey, like we, we love the record, but um since it's taken a bit you know to put it out why don't you guys go ahead and just write some more songs and have and then uh the pandemic hit so we didn't get to put the record out again because they were like you know we don't know how to put a record out during a pandemic some bands are going to try it but who knows what that'll look like so we were like let's just keep writing some songs while we have this time and record them so we recorded some of the songs in our trailer and in our basement and actually the song coming out tomorrow, skin crawl. Um, we, we wrote that at our house in the basement, tracked some of it in the basement and tracked some of it in the trailer. And that's the one that head played guitar on. And, uh, Dan, he recorded all his vocals in our trailer. And then Bruce went to a studio in Nashville and recorded his vocals and we threw it all together. And, Again, like going back, like I know we're not like a punk rock band, but like we 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 believe in that punk rock DIY mindset. So we did all of this again, like by ourselves with our friends. Like we just were like, hey, our friend Sticky, he used to be our guitar tech. He knows how to record bands, so we'll track with him. And next thing you know, the label's like, cool, that's the single, and we're like, what? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's man. awesome. Yeah. And when you when you supersede what is your your history you know in in the most devastating yeah. of time and on top of it when yeah. you're able to do it your way and it still gets the tr- it gets the treatment that it, it, it you know when you're behind closed doors folks when you're in those uh those situations with labels they're definitely least inclined to use the song that might be dna is what, what might be a, a good word to describe it as the lead single for a record right they're going always going to use like something that's been polished, went through the thing, even just a mastering alone, if it hasn't been touched by some of the industry's qualified professionals, like less likely to use it. So you just like cross so right. many barriers and checklists off for all Dude. these rock people who have been like, you did totally. fucking what? You know, congrats. Totally. <laughs> and there, there's a lot of songs on the record that are super like, like, you know, radio, like we had the song, it's the title track. It's, and um, that's actually one of my favorite songs on the record. But I, I had no clue that the first single was going to end up being one of our heavier songs. Like, I mean, you know how Zayo's vocals are and Living Sacrifice and stuff. Like, think about that. Like, Octane's premiering that tomorrow. I'm I'm so excited. Like, I, I just couldn't believe that that heavy of a song got picked to go, you know, to radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 
Well, you know, and it goes kind of, if I think the people who are watching now should go back and listen to the podcast. Obviously I want every, we want everybody to do that, but it kind of goes back to the thing we talked about before. It's like, you just do like the power of doing right. You're like, Hey man, we've got this time. Don't stop doing anything. Just do right. And then all of a sudden it turns around and it's the single. It's like, Holy shit. That was just something that we did, but I, I do need to know. You said trailer twice. What, what what are we talking about here? What kind of trailer are we talking? What is this tra- myth, mythical trailer of 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 ideas and <laughs> mystery? What is going on? So the trailer that carries all of our like equipment on tour. Yeah. So we have a van and trailer. Yeah. Um, we we have this back area kind of built out with like uh, shelving and stuff, and that's where we keep our luggage. Well. Our um, sound guy, he has like a little setup on the road where he does voice stuff. Like he's a voice guy that he does like stuff for like, um, you know, like if you go to Disney, they're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, they're like, welcome to the Magic Kingdom. Like he does all that stuff. And that's his, that's his side hustle or like that. I guess it's like his main main job. We're probably (laughs) side hustle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So he had a microphone and stuff and we were like, dude, like let's let's get our friends like while we're on the road let's just like have people do stuff so we would go in the trailer and we would use that as our studio and um it it worked like you 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 would never know it like i think we're gonna do our next record probably kind of like that because it just worked out so well like again like technology the things we have today it's changed the game like we're making music videos on our phone we're recording in our trailer (laughs) like (laughs) things are things are different Dude, <laughs> it's that just made me like guttural inside, like scream. And you're so right. Like you're, you're like, we don't need any of that shit. You, you hear that? That's trailer <laughs> right. live right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like for for me, I think about like a band like Pearl Jam that recorded or Nirvana that recorded this stuff in four days, right? In a in a studio, it's right. like. Man, that you, sometimes you can think about it and plan it and like really work on it and hone it. Other times you just got to get in there and do it, man. Again, just just doing stuff, man, and not overthinking it. But the trailer, I want to talk about the. I still want to talk about the trailer. He so needs the trailer, a trailer. To me, is it for sale? <laughs> to me, the trailer is. Uh, when you start explaining it, you were like the back of the trailer, and I was like, "Is this like a lion, witch, and wardrobe kind of scenario where you go to the back of the trailer?" Ozzy's back there. <laughs> He's just hanging out. He's sitting in the corner and there's a mythical door that opens into a mythical land and then heads there and everybody's there. Bruce comes over. He's from living sacrifice. <laughs> these are the things that I, these are the things that I want. Is like any Narnia of this style? Is, yeah, is any of this, yeah. is, none of this is happening. So I was kind of off on it other than it, it was a studio. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. I, yeah, so, I mean, you're it, totally off on that. All right. Well, I guess I dream it, bigger than you guys, you know, like, we recorded we recorded parts of the record like next to our luggage. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. All right. Smell those day old. So I love it. <laughs> no, when you said trailer, yeah. that's what I thought. And I was like, I need to know about this magical trailer because it yeah. sounds like it's working, right? So that's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Hey man, any any port in a storm, We're, right? We yeah. got this thing. We're doing it here. So mm-hmm. again, it goes back to you guys just just doing and working at things and not expecting anybody to help. Yeah. I, I, I love it. Um Without any any introduction, we're, we're we're nearing time, but without any segue whatsoever, this is how I like to do it. If you could give a human being one virtue, which virtue would that be? All if you could give all human beings a single virtue, what would that virtue be? 
Wow. Yeah, you're right. This is what um, it's about right here. Probably awkward, awkward thoughts. Probably. No, probably grace. Um, great grace would be a good one because I feel like, you know, in the world we live in today, I don't feel like we we take into account like you know the name of our record. It's not it's not easy being human. Um, I was looking at a lot of what was going on in the world with culture and just a lot of the stuff like that. And um, I just wish that humans had more grace with one another, more mercy, because I feel like um, we're, we're all messed up to a certain extent. Like we've all done something that would get us canceled. And I just feel like if we all understood that each other was dealing with the sickness of being human, um, we would have, we would have uh, just, just more of an understanding of each other. So I think, I think grace and just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that a good one? No, it's great. It's great. It's it's great. Yeah. And uh if you haven't noticed, we've segued into the um the, the part of the episode where we walk the plank. So you just walked the plank very successfully, my friend. Yeah. And but Chad has nice. and Chad has a follow-up. Here comes pirate number two, our matey. What's your favorite childhood meal? Oh man. And my favorite childhood meal, I'm gonna go with the one that just came straight to my mind or two macaroni and cheese. And I like broccoli with cheese. Um, oh, yeah. the, there was a commercial that would come on eighties where the kid would go, cheese makes the difference. And I would always say that to my mom <laughs> when she would put broccoli. I loved broccoli and cheese and I loved macaroni and cheese. Those are my two. Those are solid. I thought you were just going to give me straight up broccoli at first without the cheese. And I'm like, okay. Honestly, <laughs> I, honestly, I, I'm not even kidding right now. I think that I say the cheese makes the difference like literally three and four times a week, at least. <laughs> you said it to me twice on the phone. Yeah, I know. I know. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Mac and cheese and broccoli and cheese. It's amazing. We have one more from a very special guest. And guess what? This guest didn't know yeah, who they were going to be asking the question to. Yes. All right. And what happens afterwards okay. is that you get to do that same shit to next week's guest. And they won't know who you don't, you don't get to know who it is. And you don't, we don't get the, you know, there's no clues. So I'm going to go ahead okay. in with their question. Then I'll tell you who it is. Uh, the question is, who was the okay. biggest douchebag you've ever played with? And was 9-11 an inside job? We didn't write them. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so a previous guest asked this question of you without knowing it was going to be you. Believe wow. me, you can bow out at, at question number one, because I do think that, that there is some, speaking of grace, that it, there is some grace there. Uh, but n- number two, I guess there's no, uh, no, say there's no bowing out. The perfect follow-up, the perfect question to follow up with, we need more grace. The first thing <laughs> we ask him is, who's the biggest douchebag you know? <laughs> <laughs> And and even close proximity with for a long period. Always the high road here on making waves. (laughs) Oh oh man. Um, Okay. I'm just going to say this. Anybody, anybody that we toured with or played with that uh, believes, believes with all their heart that they are a rock star. That's the biggest douchebags. Yeah. Those are the great, those yeah. are the great, um, ones, right? Cause I'm going to, most of the big, most of the big, big bands, most of the bands that are uh, actually big, like corn and stone sour and stuff, they are the sweetest sweethearts in the world. And they're not rock starry. 
And I've just, I've learned that, you know, there, there's no reason for anybody to be a rock star in this, man. We're all out here away from our families, trying to hopefully spread, spread some goodness through our music, you know, whether it's, you know, getting our anger out together or um, screaming about, you know, something we believe in. Um, I just don't believe there's any room for rock stars in rock stardom, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And, but I, I, I love those people that have, you know, been the rock stars that have treated me like they're, you know, higher than thou or whatever. I, I love them. And I, I believe that there's a, a reason people act like that. I think hurt people hurt people. And I think that um, what, what, it, what it is is an insecurity in themselves. So I try to remember that and going back to grace, I remember just, you know, if somebody feels the need to act that way, it's not so much, you know, them needing somebody to tell them they're, they're jerk. They need somebody to tell them, Hey man, like, you know, you matter and you're, you're somebody without your band. You don't need all this to be, to be an important person in this world. We're, you know, I don't, I don't find my, my value in my band. So, yeah. Well, there you go, chat. There you go, chat. Oh, more than you, more than you bargained for on that one, buddy. I mean, I didn't nice bargain answer. for any of it. He still got, he still got a second part of this question. Oh, because there was two, there was two guests on last, like the, the band and both members were on it. So this is the other guy's follow up. Was nine eleven inside job? Was nine eleven? That's a great answer. <laughs> What's uh, so now? You get to do the same thing. You won't. We can't tell you who the guest is, but just uh, okay. you know, walk the planks. Uh, supposed to be. In, Al, Al does this a lot better than I do. But just is supposed to be something that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with music, but can. But the idea is like it's virtue stuff, you know. Okay. What is what? Oh, I know the question I'm trying to ask. Let me ask it. Hold on, I'm trying to think how to word it. I'm trying to think how to word yes, it. Yes, words are important. Um, how? What was the worst you ever hurt a fan's feelings on purpose or accident? Oh shit! This is brutal. This is the best oh, one I think I've written. Oh, oh my god! Oh, what was what the a, worst? What a horrible Wait, you question! Say, what was the worst in a great way? Oh. Yeah. What was the yeah. worst way that you've? accidentally or on purposefully either way either either one on purpose or accidentally what's the worst you've ever heard of fans feelings got it oh man what an interesting question good job that's great and i really hope that they uh hey buddy sorry carl's just scratching the ground i really hope that they take the time to um have a little grace (laughs) it's all about the group Fuck yeah, man. That's right. Thanks for that, dude. Well, uh, we are up upon it here. I know that um you got to get ready for the gig. It sounds like you got the war, it looks like you got the war paint on already. And by the way, we have a story about the war paint if you guys tune into the podcast, which will be available on Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, so we're gonna close it out here. I want to thank Chad for being here, obviously. You're welcome, dude. Our uh, obviously our esteemed guest tonight joining us from lovely Joliet, Illinois. Everybody to ask for entertainment, uh, engineer Jennifer Zito, who's right behind the screen. You all never know that she's there, but she's there. She's touching buttons. <laughs> she's t- touching buttons, and that is not a euphemism. Uh, our show coordinator, Heather Smith, our guest services angels who help you with everything on Shiprock, Kathy Dallaire and Peggy Meyer. And of course, none of this would be possible without the captain himself, Mr. Alan Koenig. 
And we remind you all to rock hard and vacation harder. But remember, not but remember, one more thing, everybody. One more thing. Shiprocked is 85% sold for 2023. Just so you know, no pressure, no nothing. But before we've gone on sale to the public, we are 85% sold for 2023. Thank you for that. Thank you for being part of this amazing community. And um, so that's some big news. So think about it. If you're wanting in, wow. you got to get in. And that's not hyperbole. That's nothing. That's just straight facts and figures. 85% sold. We couldn't be happier with the with the response this year. Thank you for trusting us with your entertainment. Thank you for Real trusting quick. us with, with putting a lineup together. So thank you. Yes, go. I do not mean to interrupt, but I was going to no. say. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, hold on. You, you broke you, up you right when you said I was going to say. <laughs> I'm trying to spoil away any fans we have not yet we have not oh um, can you hear me no no and i think it's every other better. word <laughs> oh. yes okay. this, is the, suspense, oh, this is the we suspense we're talking about yeah. this is what oh. making making this is what makes oh, making yeah. wave right here magic yeah i was gonna say i'm not trying to spoil anything but we haven't received the offer for shiprock yet and i wanted to say alan everybody we we're Dominicans. We have to be on this ship rocked. We have to. We're we're from the Dominican Republic. And I, I'm the only person in my family that's never been. And it's a dream come true for me. I mean, it would be a dream come true for me to be in the Dominican Republic with my band. I I will I don't even know what to say. I, I'll fix you some Dominican food before ship rock if we get to do it. That's all. Love you guys. Hey, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to edit this down and just, and like put it on repeat for him. And I'm just going to text it to him every day. Okay. <laughs> it's like literally every day. Dude, like, hey, don't forget. Yeah. Hey, don't forget. Don't forget. So I'm, um, uh, yeah, don't man, forget. we're, we're going to. Yeah. Love great. it. We, we would love to have you. We just got, we're just going to figure everything out. And um, we definitely would love to have you, man. And thank you for being here with us tonight. And um, I'm stoked. I'm stoked to hear the new music. I'm stoked to download and, and, and listen to the album. Um, big fan, a big I'm fan gonna, of yours too. Guys, I'm going to send it to you guys as soon as it's called in. Yeah. I'm and then send you the new record. And then we'll be friends. Or yeah, I can be a friend. That's a callback. Friends oh, yeah. forever. Yeah, Fran, France forever. France forever. <laughs> Good to see you, Mike. You have fun. Mike, thanks, thanks, thanks so much, man. Dude. We appreciate you. Love, love yeah, you guys so much. Have a great Peace. show and be, be safe, okay? Sweet dreams. Will do. <laughs> Sweet dreams. <laughs> Drop!
Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and, in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.